0: And Welcome to my podcast. This is Chinny DK and I will be taking you through the ins and outs of property renovation and I am really excited as always. Um, I'd like to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the listens on SoundCloud and thank you for the direct messages on Instagram. I am ever grateful. On today's episode we'll be talking about finding a property to buy. I thought let's start at the very top. So finding a suitable property to buy may seem like majority of the work, majority of the process. Like once you've found a property, your heart can be laid to rest. Yes and no. Before I get there, let's talk about how property viewing can be fun. The whole you know process of going out to a new environment, exploring a new build, looking in an area of your local town or city, for instance London, that you've never been in before, And just the prospects of being able to finally make this long-awaited investment. For some, it's not a long-awaited investment. It's something that they're automatically able to do. For other people, they've saved up. They've gone through a really rigorous process to actually get to this point of viewing. A decision to buy or not to buy a property cannot just be made by viewing a description of a property online or by going by an agent's advice, for instance. If you are buying your first property, the viewing process might seem quite daunting. However, rest assured that if you know what questions to ask and if you know how to interpret the answers you get to your questions and if you're on a viewing and you know what other factors to look for and you know what factors to consider and reconsider, um, it's safe to say that you will have a successful viewing, and more importantly, purchase the right property. Some buyers, however, prefer a turnkey investment, meaning a property that they can just walk into, and from the moment the key's turned to when the door's open, the property's perfect, and they're ready to go. However, a property that has absolutely zero work to be done, Or a property that needs zero refurbishments might actually be another first-time buyer's complete nightmare. Some people have a set idea in their minds of what exactly they're after and what their ideal property or dream property looks like. Especially if it's a first-time buy to live in and if it's not a buy-to-let investment. Or if it's a buy-to-let investment that will later on become a home, for instance, that's possible as well. People are really finicky about what they would like this property to look like. And that's where the renovation work comes in. Before we talk about renovation, let's talk about some avenues through which you could acquire a property. To start the process of looking for a property to buy, you might want to, the obvious place is Google. You might want to go online. You might want to go to your regulars, Googles, Foxton's, um, Barrett's, I don't know, a whole bunch of names on the London high street. However, you might consider word of mouth. If you have any landlords in your social circle or you have friends that have bought before, you might want to start your process by speaking to them first. Not because the information is not readily available on a podcast like this or on Google, but because it's always better hearing through word of mouth. You will get to hear first-hand experience from buyers or prospective buyers who've spoken to other landlords or have actually begun the viewing process as to the pitfalls to look out for and the information that you definitely must ask on a viewing before making a decision to buy a property so i would say word of mouth is a good place to start but the work doesn't end there but it is a good place to start an alternative option would be going to auctions um the all-important idea of auctions. Auctions can be a tricky road to go down, but as we go on with the um, subsequent episodes, I will be able to take you through the pitfalls of, for instance, buying through an auction, and at the same time, the pluses and the wins that come with going through an auction. Um, Some people have questions as to how do I go to an auction? How do I find out that information? Google is your best friend, as always. So if you Google auctions in London, a few results should come up. Um, If you speak to um, agents as well, they should be able to recommend some auctions like the Allsup um, auction. There are loads of them in London. And the process to going to an auction is just typically you walk into a hotel lobby. um, You're directed to where the auction is taking place. You're then led into a separate meeting room or hall or like a suite type of arrangement, but for like a large group of people. And when you're in that auction room, you're then given information as to the properties to go on auction before the actual auction process starts. Um, Prior to actually going to the auction, there are manuals or there are brochures that actually produce. So you could actually see the addresses of the auctions and maybe you might want to take it further and find out information as to how you can do your due diligence. Before you embark on viewing properties, you might want to make a list of properties that might interest you online based on certain search criteria, for instance, your price or your budget. Let me say this here. I think it's an absolute waste of time to view properties that are completely out of the range of your budget. A lot of people are fond of doing this. Loads of people do it. They, I think they just enjoy the thrill and the process of like looking at new properties. But I have to say that In the process of actually going into a property investment, you want to stay as narrow-minded as possible. You want to maintain your tunnel vision. No point looking at a property that you're pretty sure you can't afford or you and your partner or spouse cannot afford. Um, Why don't you just make a list of the properties that have actually met your budget, stick to that budget, and then proceed from there. Um, So to go about the process... I've mentioned several options available to you. A, you can go online, obvious option. B, you can go to an auction. You can find our auction dates from Google. Um, You can find our recommendations also from the internet as well. Or you can speak to a friend who's been to an auction. Or then you can basically speak to an agent and then ask them if they do go to auctions or if they're aware of any property on the auction market. Or... You can speak to landlords in your social circle, as highlighted before, or you can speak to friends who've actually bought and find out what they found the easiest process to do. Whichever or whatever combination you choose, estate agents, websites, auctions, or word of mouth, the process of narrowing it down will still more or less be the same. I mean to say that you will still need to consider exactly the same criteria as to whether to buy or not to buy, regardless of the options that you pick. So let's talk about seeing past the hype usually some form of property description is provided by the estate agents so they give you particulars about the property they tell you how many bedrooms it's got they tell you what size of rooms are available at that property they tell you if it's a garden they tell you if there's parking or if there isn't parking they tell you if there's a gym in the property Um, loads of information available in descriptions of properties It is against the law for agents to make false or misleading statements about property. So if they tell you that there is a gym, then there has to be a gym. If they tell you the windows that are are double glazed, then the windows have to be double glazed. However, you must always want to see past the hype. You need to see past how wonderful this property may be and automatically put on your x-ray vision to start looking for problems with this property might not be major problems like oh there's a massive hole in the wall or hole in the floor or there's a leaking radiator but it might just be that you know um, the property has been presented in a way that is more appealing to the buyer so I'm not saying distrust your estate agent because by law they're not allowed to lie to you however they might sprinkle a bit of fairy dust (laughs) on the description of the property to make it sound more appealing. So you need to be on the lookout. You need to basically see the facts. If they use words like let's say traditional, traditional could basically mean old-fashioned and in need of renovation. If they use a, you know, fancy artsy word like contemporary, then contemporary in that scenario might be, you know, too radical for your taste. It might be that it has like a massive you know, puke green wall in the middle of the room, it might mean anything. But then the point is descriptions are always carefully worded to attract buyers. So you have to always stay calm, not get too excited, see the property first and then start to make your decision. So at this point, let me mention checking out the property yourself. I must say that sometimes even when you check out a property um, with a friend or let me rephrase a friend goes to check out a property on your behalf or your husband goes to check out your property on your behalf or your boyfriend or your sister, you might want to check out that property yourself because there is nothing like using your own two eyes to assess the features and characters of a property to make a solid decision. So the best way to see whether a property suits your needs is to basically visit the property, drive past it, walk past it, even before arranging a viewing if you're bothered. If you're not bothered, obviously when I say visit the property, I don't mean like knocking the door and like, you know, if it's tenanted already, then you walk in. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying visit the neighbourhood visit the area, take a snoop around and just see if you actually do want to view because sometimes you can see pictures of a property specifically but then when you visit the area you find out for instance that you don't like the neighborhood so you might want to if you're opportuned to look around the surrounding areas of the property. Um, A quick drive by without stopping to go in and look around, gives you a preliminary impression of what the property might be like. It gives you um, an incline or an inclination as to whether or not to cross off that property from your list or if to still go ahead to book a viewing. So now on arranging a viewing, as soon as you come a property that you like, I would just go ahead, and make an appointment with an estate agent If you do want to do the snoop around and you don't want to go in immediately, then I would basically give it like a two day head start to give me at least one afternoon after work to be able to go and view the property, like the surrounding areas and the outside, as previously mentioned. Um, Moving quickly is very important in the property market. If you've ever rented, (laughs) you know that you could look at something that you absolutely love one second and the next second it's gone. It's exactly the same thing when it comes to buying so there are other buyers looking at exactly what you're looking at especially if you get some if you're on a platform that gets like a thousand views a click like right move for instance if you're on that platform or any other platform your move or whichever platform you're viewing a property to buy on just be rest assured that you're not the only person looking at that property so procrastination throughout this process is a no-no The reason why you need to be on your game from the start is because it becomes a really long-winded and tedious process when you don't basically take the ball by the horns at each stage. So even at the viewing stage it's really important that you're decisive you stick to your budget, you don't look at random things that you definitely know that you can't afford, and basically you do your due diligence, whether you're going to auction, whether you're finding it through an online um, property sales platform, or if you're um, speaking to someone, getting word of mouth advice, it is so important that you do your due diligence. I did mention that someone else will not be able to view a property on your behalf, well they can that's fine if you're one of these people who are like oh yeah my best friend loves everything else that I love as well so if she loves a property I definitely know that I love it well I wouldn't take that risk with a property that I would be buying so I would definitely be one to go and view by myself having said that I would say take someone with you on viewings this not only increases your safety especially if you're a lady when you go and view properties, but you also get a good second opinion. So it's worth taking someone that you trust their opinion, not just a random friend, not just a random colleague at work, except that random friend or random colleague is someone who you trust their judgment. So go with someone who's obviously going to have the same purpose as you. Go with someone who's there to view with you and has You know, a a joint interest has the same interest as you, not someone who get carried away and distract you while you're on the viewings. Because if you're distracted from the task at hand, it might be there might be a very large likelihood that you're not able to ask the all important questions, which I'll be telling you as we go along in subsequent episodes, the questions you need to ask to basically cut through the farce, see past the hype and make a right property decision. So, so far, we've covered the avenues through which you can acquire property. We spoke about online platforms. We spoke about auctions. We spoke about word of mouth and speaking to landlords directly. And then we covered the process through which you can ensure that you find a suitable property. We spoke about making a list. We spoke about keeping a tunnel vision. We spoke about booking viewings and viewing only within your search criteria, for example, keeping specifically to properties within your budget, viewing properties in the areas that you had previously decided and nothing out of your range. Then we then spoke about seeing past the hype. We spoke about checking out the property by ourselves. We spoke about driving past the property. We spoke about just taking a snoop around the area. And then we spoke about not procrastinating. On part B of this podcast, we will talk about the importance of viewing more than once. We will also talk about what to look for during a property viewing, secret areas and telltale signs of properties that we often neglect to look at. Um, We will talk about making a checklist which you will use for each and every property that you visit and we will talk about asking the right questions. This is Chinny, and I thoroughly enjoyed taking you through the ins and outs of property renovation, and I'll catch you on part B.